Welcome to my podcast. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek podcast for uh, Sunday, May 22nd. Uh, And today I am going to address uh, all the news that we've been listening to about gun violence in the United States. I just feel I have to respond to this. I think it's such a very interesting issue. Um, and it's an issue that tends to be quite polarizing in uh, the United States, uh, since we have those who want to restrict and take our guns away and those who uh, want to preserve the Second Amendment. So it is it really is a hot button issue. Um, so I'm going to uh, title today's uh, discussion uh, how to stop gun violence, how to stop gun violence. So gun crimes and homicide rates have skyrocketed in blue cities and states across the United States. And we have to ask ourselves why that's happening. Uh, so most gun crimes are, are committed with illegal and unregistered guns. So people go out and they they acquire guns illegally, they steal them, they buy them from other individuals, they're not licensed and they're not registered. So most of the gun crimes in the country are committed uh, not by people who legally own or possess guns, but by individuals who uh, obtain guns in a, and, and uh, keep them in an illegal and unregistered manner, unlicensed manner. Licensed gun uh, loan, uh, owners, on the other hand, are generally law-abiding and commit only a very small fraction of gun-related crimes. Um, that's because uh, people that have taken the time to register or license their guns are generally law-abiding people. They respect the law. The law says you got to license your gun. So they go and license their gun, and they're not people who are inclined to commit crimes. So the person who obtains guns illegally probably has a nefarious reason for doing that, and probably that involves violence or committing some kind of a gun crime like theft or robbery with a gun. Gun crimes and homicides are up in blue cities due to a lot of factors. Uh, bail reform and defunding the police and uh, the turnstile uh, catch and release. Um, woke justice system in today's New York Post. That's Sunday, the 22nd of May. There's an article about a Supreme Court judge in Bronx that released a, 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 a young man who um, shot a police officer. And um, the uh, Post reports that the the judge actually refuted the testimony of the the police officer, uh, the arresting officer, and instead inserted her own testimony, which is not what a judge is supposed to do. A judge is supposed to apply the law to the testimony that is uh, uh, presented under oath in court. Uh, so releasing people that shoot police officers only ensures that those people are not held accountable. And for whatever psychological or behavioral reasons they have for being violent, they will continue being violent. So um, gun crimes go up. So it it appears that the progressive agenda um, with bail reform or doing away with bail, defunding the police and the turnstile catch and release woke justice system is resulting in a lot more gun crime. Uh, and unfortunately, most of the gun crime that occurs um, is is not actually not really reported. So what's going on in Chicago with literally hundreds of homicides and, and people being shot, that doesn't get very much media attention at all. <clears throat> 
What does get media attention is 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 uh, incidents like the Buffalo shooter, uh, who who um, shot and killed ten people. Um, but by far, most of the gun crime that results in in death uh, is, is not of that variety. Those are actually a very small proportion of the total. Uh, number of gun crimes that are occurring in the country, the uh, gang violence type gun crimes that are going on in our blue cities is, is far uh, uh, accounts for a far greater proportion of the totality. Um, so why is it uh, going on and on and on and on when there are so many obvious things that could be done? The police could be far more uh, uh, interventionist, uh, ca um, uh, catch uh, the uh, the um, uh, the idea of stopping people and frisking, stop and frisk, worked very nicely when Rudolph Giuliani was mayor of New York City. Uh, changing the bail system and, and, and taking repeat offenders off the street and locking them up for a long time. These things would make a, make a difference, but they, this doesn't happen. It doesn't, as a matter of fact, it seems to be getting worse. And uh, so I've come to the conclusion that I believe Democrats have a vested interest in doing nothing to mitigate the, the problem. Continuing homicides and the horrific pain inflicted on the families of victims often leads to very emotional public statements, funerals, and bully pulpits for politicians to blame so-called radical pro-gun Republicans as heartless, self-centered politicians who gain approval from their conservative pro-gun constituents for supporting the Second Amendment. So in my opinion, I think that the Democrats aren't going to do anything about the issue of gun violence, even though there are many rational, common sense things that could be done, because they like it. They use it as a, as a, um, as a tool to hammer conservatives and, and, and attack us because we want the Second Amendment preserved, and in so doing, they claim we're heartless and we don't care about the people who are being shot on the streets. Nothing could be further from the truth, but that's what they allege. We're all racist. We're all all kinds of terrible names that they like to call us. So legal licensed gun owners prevent many violent crimes and frequently save themselves from violent attackers. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. So um, the left wants to do away with the Constitution. They obviously want to get rid of the First Amendment uh, that protects free speech because we don't have free speech in this country anymore. And they're uh, rapidly closing in on the Second Amendment. Uh, so, uh, folks, uh, you know, uh, y your guns are going to be going soon. I, that's what I think. Imprisoning violent criminals and subjecting repeat gun offenders to lengthy incarceration would definitely reduce gun crimes. We so often hear about violence committed by either those gun criminals released on bail or worse, released without bail or released after serving brief sentences. Gun criminals must be swiftly imprisoned uh, with long sentences to keep them off the street. If you do that, they're not going to be able to shoot more people. However, many on the left resist such measures as they falsely claim these policies unfairly punish blacks. Well, you know what? Um, blacks are often the victims of these crimes, all too frequently. We need to stop listing the race of those found guilty as a disproportionately high percentage of blacks going to jail does not 
reflect a racist judicial system, but instead reflects the fact that those convicted must be held to account or they will continue to harm and kill. And by the way, the people they harm and kill are very frequently minorities. Blacks and Latinos want safe streets and neighborhoods. Progressives don't care because they use the gun violence to smear conservatives. So progressives use black and Latinos who are suffering uh, uh, because of the gun violence for their own self-centered political goals. They want to use gun violence to hammer conservatives as being heartless and unconcerned about gun violence. Nothing could be further from the truth. Licensed gun owners are law-abiding, and we certainly don't want to hurt people. We can do so much more to stop the senseless mass killings typified by the recent incident in Buffalo. First, we could revise the, should revise the standards for mental health evaluations. I'm a psychologist, and it's my opinion that psychologists really have a big problem in this area because psychologists are, don't have a set of standards um, available to us that we have to follow in order to um, in order to uh, ascertain or to guarantee that a person is at risk of hurting other people. Mental health professionals need rules to follow, such as did the individual make threats of violence and or did associates of the individual report verbally threatening comments either in person or on social media? If either of these behaviors exist, mental health experts or professionals need to explain why the person in question would not be a threat. So I think at that point, um, it, it, there should be a shift that if a person uh, like the, Boston, uh, the uh, Buffalo shooter uh, makes threats, I think it should be incumbent upon examining psychologists that are involved with the uh, individual to explain why the person would not be a threat. So the, the, the focus should be on the psychologist to really carefully examine the situation, realizing that the burden now has been shifted. The burden of evidence has been shifted onto the psychologist to show the courts why the person who has made such threatening comments is actually not a threat. Mental health professionals must be protected, however, by legislation such as a mandated reporter, such as the mandated reporter rules for reporting abuse of a child. That is, if the licensed professional makes a report to police, the professional cannot be sued or charged if the report was made in good faith. Along those lines, maybe 30 years ago, I was involved in a case where uh, there was uh, a good strong indications that a man uh, took a gun and threatened his wife and child with the gun. Under the law in New York State, I had to report that incident to Child Protective Services because the law in New York State uh, states that if we suspect that that there is maltreatment or abuse, we must report it. It's not that we have to ascertain that it actually took place. We have to act if we suspect that there's a reason to believe that um, that and something has had taken place. Um, CPS investigated the case, and uh, they indicated against 
the individual who um, uh, who used a, a weapon to threaten his wife and child. After CPS indicated against that individual, that person came against me and made a claim to me about me that I had acted not in good faith. And as a consequence, um, I was held uh, in, in a situation of responsibility for what I had done. To make a long story short, after spending a couple of thousand dollars defending myself, the whole thing was dismissed because there is a law that states that if as a licensed professional, that means a psychologist, a physician, a teacher, whoever, a nurse, whatever, makes a report to Child Protective Services in good faith, you have immunity from any prosecution that may arise from making that report. So since I had immunity, I was not in any way harmed. We need to have laws like that for psychologists that do mental health evaluations of individuals that make threatening comments that they want to shoot up a school or they want to kill people. That needs to be put in place to take the, the uh, anxiety away from psychologists fearing that if they make a, 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 a report and they do it in good faith and they do it... Uh, uh, you know, in a professionally appropriate manner, that they won't be um, sued in uh, in in court by the the uh, aggrieved party who would be the person making uh, the threatening remarks. Standards should be created to require a thorough mental health evaluation by a trained and licensed psychologist, which evaluation addresses any and all known risk factors associated with the risk of violence. So if the psychologist has to talk to families, friends, whatever, it sh he should, he or she should. The evaluation should be videotaped. Interviews of family members and friends and teachers must be included. The Buffalo shooters' risk factors were simply ignored by the mental health professionals, and the result is 10 people are dead. Uh, there are numerous options available for treating properly evaluated individuals, that is, individuals who are properly evaluated and found to actually be a risk. As an example, such persons could be required to wear a GPS tracking device and order, they could, should be ordered to, to wear it at all times to, and to remain away from high-risk areas like schools, churches, um, uh, shopping malls, whatnot, where mass uh, homicide violence uh, is more likely to be perp uh, perpetrated because of the availability of a lot of victims in those areas. Um, they must be ordered to not possess firearms. Okay, they could be routinely checked for compliance by probation officers. They could be hospitalized if need be. They could be mandated to have outpatient treatment. Uh, they could be mandated to subject to polygraph examinations to see if they're telling the truth about whether or not they have guns. There are many effective interventions that could save lives. But unfortunately, folks, I don't think they're going to be mandated because I believe that the Democrats want to keep the status quo. They like the violence. They like the homicides because they see those social maladies as as basically weapons to be used against conservatives to try to win elections. It's exactly the same thing as the border. The the, the Democrats are claiming that the that, that they're doing everything in their power to uh, stop what's going on at the border. 
uh, and to actually uh, make believe that this is a human rights kind of thing where these people are escaping from injustice uh, from wherever they're coming and uh, that we can't stop the flood that's occurring. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, Trump wanted to build a wall to stop this. And they, they of course, they stopped the wall. Uh, look at gas prices. They're, they the Democrats are claiming that they're they're innocent. They have nothing to do with gas prices uh, going through the roof. Uh, yet uh, they're doing everything to cause it because they've stopped drilling. They stopped the Keystone pipeline and uh, the, the domestic production of oil has dropped several million barrels a day, which is, of, cre- of course, created a, um, a, uh, a an imbalance between supply and demand, which leads to higher, higher prices. So, folks, um, we need to all become educated about what can be done about uh, gun crime. And we must demand of our representatives, whether they be Democrats or Republicans, that they they implement the common sense measures that I've discussed. Thanks for listening. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek podcast. I've got some really good podcasts coming up. We're going to do education uh, this week. I'm going to meet with a candidate for the school board uh, in uh, Lake Placid, New York. Uh, We're going to do another one with Dimitri Feld about Ukraine later in the week. Uh, So stay tuned. I appreciate your listening very much. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek podcast and uh, peace. And those of you who are ham radio listeners, because I am a ham radio, KD2HEA is my call sign, 73.